today we're going to take a deep dive into all of the financial elements that you need to know for your portfolio, for your security, and of course, for the economy as a whole. The first thing I want to talk about is the central banks. I'm going to give you some information related to what they've been doing, their activities, and the impact on the markets. The second thing I want to look at is the euro debt. My friends in Europe, you're asking for European information. I've got some for you whether that's the europe as a whole i'm going to look into italy and spain and all these other countries as well as the uk i've got some separate information on that and the third thing i want to look at is the group of investors or speculators that are borrowing to put money in the markets guess which group that is i've got all of that and more let's go so let's begin by taking a look at this, this and the, um, you know, I have a few here from the Bank of America. Central banks have spurred greater wealth inequality. I continuously show you this data and as they updated it, it only gets worse. It only gets worse. After $22, $22 trillion of QE, Wall Street is now 6.4 times the size of Main Street, US private sector financial assets as a percentage of the GDP, the Federal Reserve, the BOJ, the ECB, I mean, name it, all the central banks are doing basically the same thing. And as they do this, it creates wealth inequality, the haves and the have nots. And what is the solution? More government policy to try and fix it. But in within those new bills and things that they're creating regulations and so on it always gives loopholes for the biggest of the bigs and the small businesses end up getting crushed if people would only realize that it would be you know much more an enlightened group of individuals out there but that's the way it is okay the the central banks help out their friends in the big establishments and this has been going on for a long time it's not something new although we are looking at in this example in this chart here from 2009 where it has been extremely evident you go back in the history books and you realize look it's been the same policy the entire time fangs and feds excellent adventure central bank liquidity and tech stock symbiotic relationship I've shown you this type of chart in, in many different ways, but essentially what we're comparing in this case is the central bank liquidity in the trillions of dollars. That's the dark blue line. And then the light blue is the market cap of the FANG stocks. The FANG stocks being the ones that have really, really seen the benefits, or the tech stocks in general, have seen the benefits of all this quantitative easing. But you look at the broad market and in general, it has gone up to truly an excessive degree but as you can see from early 2020 these things have been rocketing up higher like we have never seen before already from the financial crisis and onward it has performed very well but once we made it into 2020 it's been a straight line up and a lot of the people who are investing today retail investors have never seen a market that has been down they don't have that because they, they're so new into the markets. Look at this. The BOJ leads the ECB by 15 years. The ECB leads the Fed by 10 years. Policy rates in Japan, in Europe, and the US. The BOJ being the yellow line. And, you know, all I wanted to highlight here was the fact that if you see what's happening 
in these different places where Japan, for instance, bringing their interest rates down to zero, they have locked themselves in this position and cannot get out. People say, look, they're so successful. They have no inflation. Well, they also have no economy left. In reality, the financial system is gone. And you look at this as nothing but a zombie. The Bank of Japan and the pension fund own basically all the assets in the country. It's a ghost town. It's a ghost town. The Fed and the macro, V-shaped recovery in growth and inflation, yet to elicit U.S. rate hikes. Very true, right? You see all that growth out there. Hey, all this growth, is, everything's fantastic. The job situation, the, the number of jobless claims continues to decline. Economy's getting better. Robust growth. You've got so, the people are doing so well that there are job openings all over the place, right? Right? Well, maybe not. Maybe that's not the case, right? The rise of inflation. In the past six months, the annualized core CPI is running at 6.8%. The core CPI, we're talking about a heavily manipulated statistic, and yet 6.8% annualized. Who knows where this will be? All I know is that what happened in the 1970s was that inflation initially helped the stocks, and then towards the end of the 70s, it was hurting stocks. Okay, we will see how this all takes place in the coming years, but it's always going to be a problem when you have central bank intervention. Emerging market stocks versus the S&P 500. Emerging market stocks approach a 20-year low versus the S&P 500. Look at this chart here. I mean, you're seeing these events that have taken place, and when they bottom out, it tends to be some sort of crisis. Okay. So we'll see what, what, what happens. Of course, um, you could see in the 90s time frame, early 90s, things were looking pretty hot in some of those emerging markets. A lot of money flow was, was flowing into Thailand and all these other places. And what was it? It was about one bubble appearing here and there and there. And this is something that goes on all over the place. We know that historically, there's always bubbles forming somewhere. But today, it is heavily concentrated in U.S. tech stocks. Uh, and there's really only a handful of stocks right now at this time that have done exceptionally well. So I'm going to track that for you. I'll keep you updated on that. I want to show you what's going on with the GPS Insights. Ah, yes, the Money GPS Insights. Let's break it down. Ultra low interest rates are causing instability. There's no doubt about that. You look around, the financial system relies on this to remain low. And yet, by my count, I'll give you an update on it, at least 24 rate increases globally this year alone. There has been a lot of money flowing into US stocks and US debt versus the rest of the world. The U.S. is benefiting from this more so than other countries. Global investors are relying on the U.S. to continue everything right now or else this is going to spiral downward. It is not going to be a good thing if the U.S. starts to get weak. Take a look at this article here out of Bloomberg. U.S. port problems reach the worst, and that's amid of a crush, amid a crush of imports. L.A. Long Beach ship queue now stands at a record 
record, 44 vessels. Average weight is longer, adding delivery costs and headaches. Okay, so we've been seeing this a lot, but seems to be getting worse. Take a look. Choke on the water. Bottlenecks at key uh, West Coast ports have lingered since November. And just take a look. Even worse than earlier this year, if you can believe it or not, the number of anchored container ships waiting to offload at LA Long Beach. And the thing is, as we move into the fourth quarter, there's even more ships that need to come in. Just, you know, seasonality the way it is. You could look October time frame, right? And then we move into the end of the year. That's kind of a normal pattern, but it's excessive and it's already, um, you know, just the way it is already looking like we're going to be entering a time. It's going to be crazy. I think there could be more shortages, whether or not it's contrived or what have you, it, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. It, it matters how this is affecting regular people. And I think that we could be seeing that again, if that stuff is coming from overseas, this is the, this is the point I've made before that, you know, you, you got to watch out when you give away everything, you start outsourcing everything, you start to become like ancient Rome. Isn't that the case? They did the same thing, exporting, um, you know, they, they were pulling in grain from North Africa and so on. And then, of course, what happened? North Africa gets taken over and they are uh, dealing with the pain as a result. All right, my friends in Europe, I've got information for you. In fact, this entire article here from Gold Money uh, has some good stuff. So the link will be in the description under the sources as always, but check this out. Under whatever it takes, Mario Draghi, the ECB used every trick to cover over the cracks of the failing Eurozone. At the heart of the trickery was bad debt being concealed within the Target 2 settlement system. It is only by their subterfuge that the uh, major banks have been prevented from failing. Target 2, for those who don't know, this is the description here, but basically the European interbank payment system. And notice, notice something interesting all right perhaps i can zoom in a little bit more if i can get that that's the maximum okay i apologize it's the maximum we got this blue line right here this is from the financial crisis time frame blue line this one that looks real real good that's germany okay and then you look at those at the bottom of the list right here we are talking about italy spain this one here is maybe hard to see the colors of the ECB. And anyway, most of them, not particularly good, but there's those ones that I talked about before, and that is Spain and Italy. These ones are huge, important, so important. I mentioned them in my book for a reason, for a reason, because they are so weak in so many categories. And like, they're saying here, you can cover it up, but it doesn't last forever. Germany, on the other hand, is loving the Eurozone, loving what's happening. They get the benefit from all of it, all right? My friends in the UK, I know I have many subscribers in the UK. Take a look at this. UK car production post the worst July since 1956. Cars manufactured in the UK in July of the corresponding year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The worst since 1956. And that is just showing you what has happened over the last while. You're seeing the shortages. You're seeing all the supply chain problems. You're seeing demand is going up. It's going down. Nobody knows what to do. And uh, there, there are many, many different reasons, of course. But 
what does this tell you for those working in those jobs? The economy, right? The economy is the real deal. UK car production plummets in July. You can see new car manufacturing minus 37.6%. All right, so there's more detail. Of course, if you want to check it out, link will be in the description. Now, the group of individuals who are borrowing to not invest, but speculate, it's Gen Z. Gen Z are the ones who are doing that, okay? There, there's actually a lot more in this article here, but I just thought this was the most interesting. Have you taken on debt to invest? That's the question. If I could zoom in over here. Um, looking at Gen Z, 80%. 80% are saying that they've done that. Of the survey, of course, of the survey. Millennials, 60%. Gen X, 28%. And baby boomers, 9%. So you see the difference here, okay? Obviously, obviously, obviously. What does this tell you? People, the younger people, don't have enough money to invest. But they have the conviction. And what have they been investing in? AMC, GME, all these different types of companies which if it doesn't work out well, they're going to be owing a lot of money. On top of that, do they have student debt? Are they employed? What's the situation? This could be very, very bad. And that is very, very worrisome. They give kind of the information here just broken down. But I think I made my point. This is kind of, uh, you know, it's difficult to predict the future, of course. But I'd be very careful. Don't borrow money to invest, to speculate. Whatever you put in, you want to risk 100% of that. Crypto firms want the Fed payment systems access and the banks are resisting. Efforts by the new breed of financial entities, if successful, could create more competition for traditional banks. Interesting, right? They get into the whole details here in, in the Wall Street Journal article. I don't have time, but I would love to see this. Why? Because I want competition. I don't care if it's good, if it's bad, if it's this, if it's that. Let's have some competition. Anything. I want competing currencies. I want competing systems. I want competing everything. And let the market decide. Let the market decide who shall win. Will they ever let the market decide? No. Oh, look, if you're not already an insider, you've got to be. Why? Because that's my way to get to you directly. I will send you an email five days a week with the video of the day. And I'm going to be able to get to you. So I don't have to worry about all the shadow banning and all that nonsense. All you got to do, sign up here at this card or themoneygps.com. If you haven't already, hit that thumbs up button. By liking this video, you make a unicorn smile. And you wouldn't want to make a unicorn sad, would you? No, that's right. And if you haven't seen this video already, you definitely want to check it out. Click it and I'll see you there.